right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the No Laying Up podcast. Thank you for being here. My name is Randy. We have a special little bonus episode this week. I know the main event in the golf world is certainly the British Open, presented by His Majesty the King. But also going on on the LPGA Tour is the Dow Great Lakes Invitational. And the story there will be all about Jane Park. Jane had to step away from the tour two years ago to care for her now two-year-old daughter, Grace. We get into the story and what all she's been through the last couple years. And in doing that, she didn't get a proper send-off from her peers, from her fans. And so this week is a one-time event. Her husband, Pete, is going to be caddying for her. And Jane is going to be paired up with Paula Creamer. It's a team event. And honestly, it's just going to be a celebration of Jane, of grace, of all that she has been through and what she stands for, the courage, the strength, the humanity that she showed through the last couple of years. And so with that, we thought it was a great time to bring Jane on. She's a good friend of ours, somebody we loved, loved, loved running into on the road. In fact, in a lot of our highlight montages for the live show, Jane has one of the most epic early walks that we've ever captured on camera. So, of course, kudos to her for that. But we're going to get into um, the difficulties that her daughter Grace has been through, what this week means for her, and we're going to just chat generally a little bit about women's golf in the LPGA Tour. So I hope you enjoy. Before I bring in Jane, though, I want to thank our sponsor for today's episode. And guess what, guys? It's the No Laying Up Pro Shop. That's right. The merch czar is buying up ad inventory to put the word out that the strapped collection has been refreshed. We have commemorative t-shirts, posters, stickers for each strap season, as well as select items that we've worn on season 11. So visit store.nolayingup.com to shop the strap collection and look out for new head covers, hats, and the new Holderness and Born Summer Collection next week. We ship worldwide. We offer free shipping in the United States for orders over $100. And if you're a Nest member, you can get 15% off each and every time you purchase something. If you have any issues or are interested in a large bulk order for a team or organization, you can always reach out for help at proshop@nolangup.com, where Casey or the czar himself will be quick to help. So visit store.nolangup.com to update your scripting for the 2023 golf season. We work hard to source high quality and stylish apparel and we appreciate the support of the Pro Shop and our content. Again, that's store.nolayingup.com where you can go get involved. You know, we thank I, I thank our sponsors, so I'll go ahead and thank the Merch Star as well for, for gobbling up the inventory. It makes the internal accounting a real headache. But uh, no, we appreciate it. And without further ado, I'll get out of the way and begin my conversation with Jane Park. Well, joining us now, as I mentioned, Jane Park. Uh, Jane, it's a, it's a real pleasure. Of course, longtime LPGA player, last played in 2021. Um, we're going to get into your story, but you're making your return this week at the Dow Great Lakes Invitational. Let's start here. How, how excited are you? How nervous are you? What are the, what are the emotions going into this weekend? 
I don't know if I'm going to cry or vomit, maybe both. I haven't really practiced, um, but I mean, that's kind of besides the point. I'm not really returning to uh, be competitive, but more so to raise awareness about epilepsy. And also I think Dow has been so gracious to want to have my family back and just kind of, I kind of think of this as like the send off that I would have liked to have instead of having um, the choice made for me because my daughter got sick. But yeah, this is, this is a, uh, it's nerve wracking still because, you know, I played competitive golf for so long and those feelings, although they have been tucked away way, way, way down deep, they're still there, you know? Uh, and I watch golf pretty, I'm able to watch golf now without completely losing my shit. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be fun, but also nerve wracking. Well, then let's just dive right into it. You, you said this is a chance to have a proper goodbye, really to go out, I would think, on more on your terms than, than anything else. Can you talk about, I, I know so many people know your story. I hope most of our listeners already know, you know, kind of the last two years, what's been going on in your life. But if, if you don't mind kind of setting the stage for why a proper send off and why you're you know, coming back for this event after two years, I believe the last time you played was July of 2021. Correct. Correct. Well, I mean, long story short, I, uh, had a 10 month old girl named Grace who, uh, my husband and I were traveling with kind of trying to get acclimated into playing professionally, having a child using LPGA childcare. And in July, 2021, she was in childcare. We brought her home. I had played like do do and miss the cut, but you know, uh, it is what it is. And that Saturday morning, she just kind of fell asleep to what I thought was a very, very good nap on me. And she didn't wake up. She was still breathing, but we couldn't get her to come to. And, you know, in hindsight, I wish I had realized that that was kind of an issue before, before taking her to the hospital. We took, I think we waited probably three or four hours because, you know, I thought it was a really good nap. And, you know, the rule, the golden rule is to never wake a sleeping baby. So, but uh, she had been having subclinical seizures, which means they don't present physically. So uh, she was having seizures and that kind of shut her brain down. And there was a lot of lack of oxygen for a while. And that caused permanent brain damage to her. And then obviously a very big change in our world, going to a full-time caregiver because, you know, I mean, anything, I'd do anything for her and, you know, uh, having to step away from golf was, wasn't ideal, but, you know, in retrospect, um, I wouldn't have done it any other way. The, uh, it's unimaginable. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm so sorry. I know you've been for folks that don't know your Instagram. It's at the Jane park on, on Instagram. You've shared a lot of your journey there. I'm curious through these couple years, I mean, I know there's just so much, but are there things that you have learned that, you know, for anybody listening that might be in a similar situation with, with a child needing full-time care, what are those things that, that have really clicked for you? And, and what would you tell anybody that, you know, is listening in a similar situation? 
Uh, I would say the biggest thing that has helped me is uh, finding a community that um, are going through similar things. Um, And for some reason, advocating for another family or another child that is going through the same thing, or even just spending time talking through what the parents are going through. It's very cathartic in some ways, but also it kind of makes you feel like you're less alone. And the only reason I found this amazing community of online parents that take care of children or people with disabilities is because of the help with my LPGA friends. Um, I, when first, when Grace first got sick, I had no intention of uh, continuing my social media because it was just too painful because, you know, everything I had shared prior to her getting sick was, you know, golf and LPGA tour life and, uh, you know, new life of being a mom, uh, while trying to juggle a golf career. I had deactivated all of my accounts, but, you know, come to like two or three weeks into this new life. I'm like, man, I can't really do this on my own. I got, I need help. And, I did. I I needed a bigger outreach, and you know that's where the LPGA girls kind of kicked in, and I I asked for help, and they posted it on their social media, and then I got flooded with messages from other moms and uh, people who knew doctors and specialists. So um, yeah, I mean, if you, I I think every parent that is going through what I am, we just want to help each other, and it would be my honor to help whoever might need a resource or um, a bigger out. It's amazing. I want you to talk about the LPGA community and how they've stayed involved. But the other thing from your social media is just the role that your family has played. I mean, and I have to say A1 and A2, Aunt 1, Aunt 2, truly some of the most joyful, kind, wonderful human beings that exist, I imagine. Can you just, I don't know, can you just brag on how wonderful your family's been? And and I think you're downplaying too a little bit your, your friends and some of the support you've received from the LPGA players, your your, your colleagues, if you will. Um, I, because the stories you share when, you know, they pop by for visits, when they're in town, it's just so wonderful. So I, I you know, I, I just was hoping you could talk about what they do for you. Well, let me just start off by saying that um, not all families that have these difficulties with people with disabilities have the support that I have been very lucky to have. Um, And uh, family and friends have been absolutely crucial to turning not only my attitude around, but like us as a family being able to move forward from you know, the absolutely detrimental and tragic thing that happened um, to our family. But yeah, my, my aunt is here now. She's actually in the basement um, (laughs) with Grace and trying to get her to sleep. But she, A1 is just, she just has so much energy and she, I think she sees, uh, she, she kind of raised me. Like I spent a lot of time with her when I was younger. And I think in a way she sees me in Grace, like as in, physical manifestation. She sees little baby Jane in grace. And she just thinks that's like really fun for her. Like she's getting to do this all over again with, with, uh, with grace, but yeah, they, they are just salt of the earth people who 
will do anything to get Grace to laugh or me to laugh. And, you know, the LPGA players are, we were just, we're, I call us like the traveling circus, you know, we don't have the money to hire private jets and, you know, have these extravagant getaways to like, you know, go from one tournament to another on our private jet. So, you know, we fly commercially, we all just try to help each other as much as possible yeah, like we pack up and we go and we move to a different place and we see each other at the same restaurants and we play, you know, we play and practice together like, like a damn traveling circus, including the caddies. And, uh, you know, when someone's in trouble, that's like the innateness of the LPGA tour as a family. We want to help each other. You know, there, there have been times where my suitcase didn't show up and girls offered to give me one of their outfits and, uh, you know, outfits are really important during LPGA tournaments because you've got them like planned out. And, I'm, you know, I it's it's hard to give that up because then you're like, I got to figure out laundry <laughs> and, and laundry is a big thing <laughs> when you're on the road. But, yeah, without thinking twice, like even small things like that, they are so involved and um, we just want to try to help each other. But we also want to beat the crap out of each other on the golf course, which I think is is a beautiful type of relationship and dichotomous relationship to have. Yeah. Well, I'll say laundry, laundry's tough anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I struggle with laundry here in my own place. How, how much are you able to laugh these days? A lot more than I used to, I will be honest. And I think it's a, a way of protecting myself from the stark reality of how difficult it is to take care of a medically complex child. If, if I didn't laugh, then man, I don't want, I don't mean to get all serious and dark on you, but man, if I didn't laugh, I don't think I'd be here. Um, and I know you and I've met before and I'm pretty happy go lucky to be honest. You know, I, not much brings me down, but obviously you know, incredible life events that just turn everything upside down, you know, it's going to get anybody down. But I will say with the tribe that I have with my family and friends, like they are there to not only sit with me in the trenches when I need to be and validate that, you know, all these feelings are, are normal, but also they're there to celebrate with me and laugh with me and laugh at me which is, which I think is the best thing. But yeah, I've, we've come a long way. We've come a very long way. And I'm sure you've seen with like my social media posts of, you know, how freaking dark it was in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it just, I, I, oh, my, my heart would break for you guys, for your family. It, it, you were being real. You were, you were being vulnerable and honest and there's no other way to, you know, paper over that. I, I'm curious, you've mentioned an, an online community. Have you found other resources that you would point people to again, if, if somebody's listening and kind of in, in the depths of something like you've been going through, are, are there places that you found that have been lights? I would say it's, it's really, it's really weird, but well, not, not weird. I would say as a parent, you know, your child best. And one thing I would take away from, and, and I didn't really believe this at the beginning of the journey, but a lot of parents were reaching out in my inbox and saying, you know, doctors don't know any, everything. 
And I'm like, well, what the hell do you mean? Like, I don't know shit about anything. And, you know, my kid's literally almost dying on this hospital bed. I, I don't know anything about her condition. Why would the doctors not know everything? They are the ones that's supposed to lead us out of the woods. But in reality, the more you get to know your child's, you know, diagnosis, uh, for lack of a better word, Grace still remains undiagnosed, but the more you get to know your child and, you know, I guess relearn your child, if you've, if you had a neurotypical child that um, suddenly got taken away from you, you really just have to follow your gut feelings about things. And the biggest takeaway from the online community is ask your doctor, but also ask other parents that have, that have gone through the same thing, because there are a lot of similarities and, you know, the doctors are following like a statistical kind of roadmap on, you know, like, oh, this person has epilepsy. So this and this and this should happen. Whereas, you know, all disabilities are different. Um, every epilepsy case is different. Um, and there really is no right or wrong way, except just be true to yourself, I guess. Um, and just keep asking questions and keep researching. That's literally all I do. <laughs> I just keep researching, trying to find something, but you know, at, at the end of the day, something might not come up. Uh, and Grace will probably be disabled for the rest of her life, but we love the shit out of her. So that's really all that matters. Amen to that. You you are going, you're, you're in Michigan this week. You're playing with Paula Creamer. I know they're selling hats at the tournament yeah. to benefit uh, a couple found a couple foundations. The Epilepsy found proceeds, I should say, benefiting a couple foundations. The Epilepsy Foundation and the Golf for Her mm-hmm. Foundation. Mm-hmm. Is there any way people can pick those up that aren't attending the tournament? Do you know? I think so. I'm going to have to check with the tournament. I think they're still trying to get all of that kind of figured out. Once I figure that out, I will post it on my Insta Twitter. Well, wonderful. We, we will look out for that information. I also want to tell listeners uh, in the show notes to this episode, I've linked to the f- two foundations uh, which are being supported. Again, the Epilepsy Foundation and the Golf for Her Foundation. I will say players, your fellow players will be wearing ribbons throughout the week to show their support. It's going to be, I, I mean, Jane, I... I you're very popular amongst your peers, uh, and for good reason. I just, I, I, I have a feeling this weekend is just going to be such a celebration, and I hope it's just a wonderful uplift of you. And I should say, your husband, Pete Godfrey, he's great. We've had a chance to meet him in the past. He's going to be caddying for you. Uh, I just am so happy about this weekend for you. You just have to go out and make some birdies. I, you know, that's that's the okay, only can thing. We, can we know? start just with fire just at some flags. pars? Because <laughs> I, uh, Randy, when I tell you I have played like eight holes in the last two years, I am not kidding you. I'm not kidding. That is the extent of my golf. And I hit, I've hit maybe 30 range balls since Grace got sick in part because it was a little too painful for me to go back out. But now it's more like I need to be outside. I need to do something other than, you know, be at home. Um, but yeah, let's start, let's start with pars. Cause you know, Paula and I were pretty much dinosaurs compared to the rest of the tour. Um, 
And honestly, I feel like if we make it to the finish line, I think that would be great. Um, so yeah, I mean, can we just have Bogey as our partner? <laughs> I'd be, I'd be cool with that. I'm just going to pick up right after if, yeah, if Bogey, if I'm, if I'm putting for Bogey, I'm, I'm just, I'm picking up. What, uh, what, what, what is the format? I, I, do you know the, how each day is structured? Yeah, it's alternate shot and best ball. Okay. Alternate shot the first day. I don't know, but if it is, man, we are in for a freaking doozy, man. <laughs> I know. I got to think they start you with best ball. And I should, as the podcast host, I should know that, Jane, and, and I apologize well, for that. Well, I, I should know that because I have played in that tournament. I still don't remember. <laughs> okay. You you call yourself a dinosaur, but I want people to realize you've had an extraordinary uh, career dating back to your junior days, your amateur days, uh, U.S. Women's Open champion, 2004. U.S. Women's Amateur yeah, Champion. <laughs> Amateur champion, no, I know. You said U.S. Women's Open champion. I'm playing oh, for I'm the sorry. U.S. The Women's Open on my champion, Paula. That's right. Uh, well, you were low-am in I the was, one U.S. I Open uh, before you turned pro. And then you had a T5 in 2015 in the U.S. Women's Open. But no, you, you played across, what, gosh, 15 yeah. seasons thereabout? Yeah. Played in 56 majors. You made 32 cuts. I mean, you, you are quite experienced i guess i would love to then have you been able to watch much golf the last couple years i I know you said at first it was probably painful and you know i'm sure there was a swirl of emotions but are you are you ever able to flip it on yeah i i especially tune into uh the majors whether it's uh the men or women playing definitely love watching um now um i would say it took it took me about a year to kind of allow myself to sit and watch something that has been part of my life for so long that was suddenly taken away. But also I just love watching my peers succeed. And, you know, I've always loved watching, watching golf in general. So yeah, I, uh, I watch, I watch quite a bit. I would say, um, was watching the Scottish open this morning uh, I'll be tuning into the ladies golf later. Were you able to catch much from Pebble Beach last week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was watching intently. Uh, it would have been amazing to compete there. Obviously, it was a monumental move for the women's game to be able to play at Pebble. Um, should have should have been there many many years ago. But here we are. We're we've got a new champion in Allison, and she's unbelievable and. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think people understand how good these women are. And, you know, I, I know you guys have been to a lot of, uh, ladies golf events, but I, I think you can definitely agree that we, that they have so much game and they're just not showcased in the way that I would love them to be. I mean, it's, I don't think people understand, which makes me sad. You and me both. I've I've been floor. I mean, Jane, I've 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 told this story some other times, but you know, growing up, I might I, I was into golf, and you know, I might catch like a final round of a women's major if it was on broadcast TV. But but that's to say, I, I was I I was not regularly tuning in. I I didn't really know what was going on, and as we began no laying up and slowly started to get out to some events and 
you know, meet you, get to play with players and and actually start watching the golf. Yeah, it, it's incredible. The, the the best way that I can explain it to people is I think the women's game for me is so much more relatable than the men's game is because I I've never in my life have I dreamed of carrying a golf ball 350 yards or no, you know yeah. hitting a wedge <laughs> from 180. But the the golf that I like to play distance wise, right? Or at least clubbing is very similar to what's going on on the LPGA tour with the one big difference that it's just world class. It 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 is um, it's the pipe dream that I would aspire to. Like if I could be as good as I could possibly be, then maybe that's how my game would look. Now that's never going to happen, but that's why I love it so much is because you have people out here, you know, doing things that I can't do. And it's just amazing the the, the accuracy with which, you know, the, they, they get off the tee, uh, the wedge games, the putting it's, it's a wonderful product and I, there's no reason why women's golf can't sit side by side with the men's game as two very appealing, you know, options for, for consumers, for viewers. So I will turn it to you though. I'm curious. You said not being showcased. What if, if Jane Park, if you could wave a magic wand and change some things, what, what are those things that you might change to help showcase the women and the way they play better than it is now? Well, we've got that shootout happening. I don't know when. I'm so horrible. Uh, where the men are playing with the women. Yeah, right? this December. Uh, yep, the- December. Yeah, December. Yep. That's right. I just and, and I've said I've spoken to different players. You know, when I was still playing, like on how how can how can people get more involved? Obviously, going to tournaments is one thing, um, but you know, with social media being such a huge part of today. I would love for the men's game for like guys on the PGA tour to interact more with the ladies. And I don't know if it's, I honestly, I don't know if it's just they're in their own world and they want to just kind of stick with that or like they just don't want another thing on their plate, but I don't know. I always feel like, if they want to get involved and like raise the game and bring more awareness to the game and get more people involved, like why not help the LPGA tour? Um, whether it's just, Hey, it, like even when we watch, we, we see like someone tweet about, Oh, I'm watching the women's open or I'm watching, you know, like, or a congratulatory tweet, uh, acknowledging, a winner on the LPGA tour like that. I don't think they realize how big that is for our tour, man. I don't know. I I would love to see more interaction. Um, I would love to see more, more of the mixed teams event. I think that would be really fun. I I, I tell you where my, uh, my (laughs) crusade, if you want to call it, uh, and my eyes were opened by Beth Ann Nichols and Karen Stupples and a, a number of different women, but I think, I think having comprehensive stats for the women week in and week out would go such a long way to helping casual fans understand like, hey, from 120 yards out, we can see the proximity to which Lydia Ko hits her wedges, for instance, right? And, and we can go over and we can compare that to how does Jordan Spieth do from 120 yards out? And it's just, 
it, you know, it's it's just not available right now. But I, I do think having stats to help contextualize just how good of <laughs> of players they are would go such a long way. Uh, I've I've I'm beating the dead horse about TV broadcasts and and broadcast windows and. Yeah, it just tape uh, delays and all that stuff. You know, you've got. Did I did I screw that up again? No, no. Okay, no. okay. For um, those listening, we've Jane. We've been struggling some with some static in Jane's headphones, but Jane, you sound <laughs> great right now. <gasps> thanks, thanks. Yeah, it would it would be nice to just have, you know, uh, no tape delays and um, you know, really prime time broadcasting for for the women's events, but you know. Maybe not in my lifetime, but maybe one day, maybe one day. And I will say the mixed teams that not mixed teams, um, mixed event that we had in Australia where um, I think it was it was at 13th Beach. And, you know, the tea times were uh, men's group, then followed by a ladies group, followed by a men's group. And the respect that was paid to everyone, um, you know, I was hitting balls next to Jeff Ogilvy and. I pretty much just stopped and like watched him hit balls. And it was, you know, he's doing things that I'm unable to do, but he's also admiring the women's game and saying, this girl hits her hybrid closer than my eight iron. And they're like, I I can't do that. Um, But I think there was equal respect paid to that and just having that opportunity to showcase both games. Um, and you know, you obviously can't compare the women's game to the men's game. It's just so completely different, but I will say, I'll be the first to say, I love watching men's golf because it's like you said, it's like, it's like Superman shit. Like I can't, nobody can do that. And also don't sell yourself short. I think you can hit it 350 on the fly. I really do. It would take years of coaching. I, I, with, I have I have long levers and I absolutely don't <laughs> use them. But yeah. not with your piss poor attitude. Not with that <laughs> attitude. You cannot. Okay. <laughs> not with my lack of hip mobility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, man. I'm I'm like my hips already feel so tight. Yeah, just having having that stage would just be that stage more often. I don't know. I don't know how to get there, but that's not really my job to. when you do watch the women's game are uh, who do you who do you most well let me let me back up and say it's incredible you know last year i think it was the parent the the parent child tournament uh that nelly corda played in and those pga pros reacting to just drooling swing drooling yes yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, i yeah Just fawning, which rightfully so. I mean, she has maybe her and like Adam Scott, probably like the two most picturesque golf swings out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hyoju Kim's got a pretty decent move as well. Um, But man, I, gosh, if you've never seen Nelly or Jess, I mean, I think think their swings are like pretty much identical. Um, If you've never seen them hit a ball up close, I mean... I, I've been paired with Nelly a few times and I am honestly so distracted by how incredible her swing is, the, the amount of speed she produces, but it makes it look like so fluid 
and effortless. And I'm just so impressed. I'm impressed. And uh, it kind of, it gives me like a glimpse of like, maybe that's what people felt like when they were, when they were competing against Tiger. And, but yeah, I mean, Tiger's the goat. <laughs> I still watch, I still watch Tiger uh, compilations on YouTube when I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't sleep. Like Tiger's top 25 shots or something. And <laughs> yeah. I'm such a golf nerd, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, we mentioned Nelly's swing. I, I'm curious on the women's side, what, who else do you admire and for what reasons? It, it could be, you know, iron play, short game, putting, mental approach. I, I'm curious who you uh, really look towards as, as things and attributes uh, that stand apart. You mean like in ter- today's current game? or I, I think more current, yeah. Current, yeah. Okay. Lydia Ko can get up and down from my mother's cleavage. <laughs> like when I tell you she can get up and down from anywhere, it is absolutely, she has the best pair of hands. And I know this from firsthand watching her being paired with her where I'm like, okay, well she's completely screwed there. There's no way she's going to get up and down. And then she like hits it to tap in range where, you know, if I were in the same situation, I'd be like, let's just get this on the green somewhere best short game I think she has the best short game in the world I'd put her up against anything or anyone and uh you know my husband Pete had caddied for her for uh, for a year or two and he's he said the same thing like you wouldn't believe where she hit it but she got up and down like it was just like a a straight chip right up the green um from the short stuff but uh Lydia uh definitely she's got she's got a great a great head on her shoulders Obviously, golf swing wise, Nelly, I could just watch her swing on repeat. Um, and and you know these these girls that come out of college, and I'm just gonna dip into the Rose Zhang pool because I'm I'm a stan. I mean, well, you know, I wanted you to look, ask you about Rose, so yes, please please go ahead. You know, you, you like when I was in college, you and and when I first came out on tour like 45 years ago, it college players weren't as polished. And I find that the most incredible and the most impressive thing, you know, Rose obviously had a stellar amateur career, like pretty much won everything. But then back in the day, you'd see, you'd see an amateur kind of have a lot of success as an amateur, but then you would, wonder like how is that going to translate into the pros into the pro ranks and a lot of times they kind of struggle coming out from coming out of college and straight onto the onto the tour but you know in comes rose she says hello world and winning on her first in her first pro debut i mean you don't you don't see that you don't see that ever uh, at least not in not in my lifetime, but I'm I'm glad I did because man, you just a lot of times you don't think that college game is going to translate into the into the uh, professional ranks, but she did, and it was you're just watching history, man. How lucky are we? I know it, it is so cool, and I I just continue to be gobsmacked by how wise and well-spoken and just her demeanor i i just 
yeah, going back to polished, it's it's super impressive. Um, uh, I don't know if Rose, you know, Rose is getting a lot of Tiger comparisons, and I think that's just you know we. we Anybody that we kind of want to dominate or we think might dominate, of course, there's there's always going to be a tiger discussion. I think that's unfair to to her at this point. But something we talked about at U.S. Open Week was I, I feel like the LPGA is in the midst of this run of parity, especially in the majors, where I think the stat was like 20 of the last 21 major winners have been different people i think for casual viewers having a dominating presence probably would help draw some eyeballs and interest but i'm curious i guess if you feel the same or if you think the lpga is 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 parody a problem or is parody a good thing that kind of speaks to the depth of exceptional play man i uh i was discussing this the other day and it all comes down to Tiger made the game of golf cool. You know, he, that's, he's the reason why I started playing other than, you know, Sari was my idol and someone that I could relate to as a female, but Tiger is the one who elevated the game. He raised the bar. He made working out cool. He made taking care of your physical body and your mental state a very important. He, he, uh, you know, he made the point of how important that is. And I mean, I think, I think you could agree with me on some point uh, to some point that growing up in the tiger era and watching him dominate, it was so exciting for golf nerds. Like, like us, you know, I would clear my schedule and figure out tiger's tea time. And I would, not do anything. I would sit my ass in front of the TV, watch every single shot. I'd armchair quarterback. I'd be, you know, I, I was that, I was that person. And so were, so were so many others. And you're just rooting so hard for this guy. But I like, I like the excitement of having someone that's super dominant because you're right. It would, it would bring more casual golf watchers to watch. Um, and then you've got, you know, in today's game, Jin Young Ko, you know, she, went, I don't know, something dumb like 114 holes without a bogey. Like, okay. <laughs> like she, Jane, she hit like she hit like 63 or 66 straight greens in regulation. Uh, you know, had like 14 straight rounds in the 60s. Yeah. It, it's just stupid. It's yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, it's it's unrelatable, which makes it that much more interesting, you know? It's like Cinderella, but on the flip side, you've got like like March Madness, you've got, you know, these no-name teams coming out and beating the top seed or something. Like, I think that's really fun, too, on the flip side of the coin. But also, it 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 very much speaks to the depth that's on the LPGA Tour. You know, you've got uh, Ronan, Ronnie Inn, who uh, won KPMG, and pretty balls-to-all fashion, man. That, I... You just, I was watching and I was just like, you know, she's what, 19, 20? Like, where are her nerves? But there are no nerves. She's just like, it's just golf. And I, I think that's, that's really fun to watch too. I mean, she's got a really great golf swing as well. Yeah. I mean, Lilia Vu, I thought was, was an exceptional story at, at Chevron earlier yeah. this year. 
Um, I love her attitude. You know, we got a chance to to speak to her and she's like, yeah, I, I got like, I just, I, I want to win. Like that's, I, I don't know. I think sometimes, I think on the men's and women's side, it, it's certainly not unique to just the women, but like Tiger, I, I think part of what played into Tiger too was like, that intensity like you knew he wanted to just Mm -hmm. beat the shit out of everybody and i don't necessarily get that from some people and i get that that's not everybody's personality but at least when you're like inside the ropes on the golf course if if you could show me a little of that is that how you are of course jane (laughs) yeah i'm an absolute killer inside the ropes. you look like a big softie I'm probably golf wise. I'm probably like the least competitive person there is. I have a few things I get competitive about, but golf is not really one of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that's what I, I think that would help. And, and again, you know, these first time winners, I, I think that goes back to we just need better storytelling. We need better context for people who are tuning in to understand how good a, a Runing Yin is, or or to understand what an Allison Corpus is. So. I'm I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful like you. We're we're certainly trying to play our small part, but I I, I really do see some great opportunity in the women's game. And I, I hope it can really continue to elevate. And like I said, there's no reason it shouldn't be kind of side by side like tennis, right? I, I don't think anybody everybody just kind of accepts men's and women's tennis as as what they are and one's not, you know, more popular than the other necessarily. And that's my hope in the golf world, but yeah, it'll take a little bit to get there. Uh, uh, yeah, we need we need you guys to, to come out and do more content, more content on the on the ladies tour. Um, I know, and and I, I think I think it's great that you guys have delved into our tour, and I'm I'm really glad that you guys recognize how incredible these women are, and and you know, showcasing the personalities and the the talent is just, yeah, that's, that's the way of the world right now with social media. So thanks for doing that guys. It's our pleasure. You do a great job. You do a great job. Well, That's very nice of you to say. And I will say it's truly our pleasure. I I love it. Huge fan. Let's let let me, let me leave you with this. Uh, Are are we setting goals for this weekend? Uh, (laughs) We're just trying to, we're just trying to, to hit 18 cups. I mean, is that the extent of it? (laughs) Uh, goals, it, it would be to raise as much money as we can for the epilepsy foundation. Um, and I, goals in terms of like golf, um, with the way I'm feeling physically, if I can get through the round without, you know, ODing on a leave, that would be good. That would be good. Um, I wouldn't say watch out for like 59 watch between Paul and I for, uh, for best ball, but you know, crazier shit has happened, right? You know, maybe this two year break is going to be like, Oh shit. Like all the demons are gone. So let's go out and freaking career it full send it. All those bad habits are gone. (laughs) Uh, well in all sincerity, Jane, it's, it's a week that, you deserve it's a moment that you and your whole family deserve i hope you soak it in i hope it you you absolutely have a blast and please 
if if you ever are watching golf and want to come on and just drop all your takes, you you have an open <laughs> invite. I, I'm being serious. Would love to have you on around our major coverage if if that's ever of interest. Oh my to you. god. I just I the the cool story bro thing that I did on my Instagram when I was at the Masters, it got a lot of traction and people people thought it was hilarious, but I, you know, I don't know, armchair quarterbacking, especially when guys are like 10 beers deep. I'd love to join. <laughs> well, we uh we appreciate it and and seriously, we'll 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 take you up on that whenever whenever you're able. Uh Jane, our best to to you and your family to Grace to to a1 and a2 uh please give everybody our best and like i said have a great time this weekend at at uh, at the dow great lakes invitational be the right club be the right club today yeah. i mean that's better than most how about him that is better than most better than most Expect anything.